You have located Geekfest Rants, the entertainment podcast for genre geeks like you. Shall we play a game? Covering the world of vintage and current film and television since 2010. Game over, man. Game over. Featuring in-depth conversations on sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys, and conventions. So say we all. So say we all. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show. This outpost is in danger from the First Order. Thank you for joining the cause. And may the Force be with us. You ready? Are you? everybody and welcome once again to GeekFest Rant. My name is Carlos Perone and today we are going to finally give you our review of Rise of the Resistance, the latest and greatest Galaxy's Edge attraction. Uh, well actually that's not necessarily true. Star Tours has been updated and we will also be updating you on that, telling you what that's all about because that just recently uh, started with the release of Rise of Skywalker. A lot of rising in this uh, in this December event chart having to do with Star Wars. So we, we were able to do both. I have some of my family participating in one review and another family member on the second review. So let's get started with Galaxy's Edge, Rise of the Resistance, and Star Tours. Interrupt this broadcast to bring you a special news bulletin direct via satellite from our on-the-spot task force. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Thank you, Bob. It's Mort. Mort, yes. I am Ted Baxter, and here is the news. All right, today we have Kyle, Amanda, and Kim. We have the entire Perone household here. We've we've been to Rise of the Resistance twice so far. The first time it was just me and Kim, and the second time it was all of us together. The first time it was actually, I think, two days after they, two or three days after they opened, right? Yes. It's a Saturday. It was a, correct. And it was, uh, it was interesting and the most important thing about it is that in, in both instances when we all went together they have a a i guess it's a temporary new system of getting people in uh, they had announced off the bat already that they were not going to do any like they did with uh, the falcon ride deals with hotels where you can book a hotel and get the extra extra magic hours in order to get in there early that wasn't going to be an option, which was lucky for us. Yes, and and they were also <laughs> there was also no option of normal fast passes. Where with a fast pass system, usually people that book a hotel room, like tourists, obviously they get first pick of the litter. Basically, they get first access to they everything. They have thirty days. At, they they can book fast passes sixty days out, whereas an <laughs> annual pass holder or somebody that isn't booking with them right. only gets the thirty days. Right. So 
basically You're knocked out. Right, right, right. So basically, the the way that it was working, or the way that it is working now, is first come, first serve. But still, with that first come, first serve, there's a system, and the way the system worked the first time we went, and then it was modified the second time we went. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us how that worked? Well, the first time, I had heard rumblings that they were opening the park earlier than uh, quiet openings, as they call right. it. So I was looking that up and realized that we really needed to be getting there around five o'clock or so. Um, we didn't get there until like 5.40. And what would happen is when they, I believe park opening was actually 9, 9. a.m. Yeah. That, that day. So they actually opened the gates at... I mean, you go through security first and then you wait. We were right behind where they, you know, they do where you can buy tickets. With the, cell, the, the monitors and the, the yeah, ticket we selling Yeah, we were right in, in, in front of there, you know, before crossing Waiting that point. easily maybe a thousand people or so, something like that. Yeah. So they, I believe they let us in around 6.38. The funny thing is cast members that were there, people were asking, so what time are they going to open? What time are they going to open? And all they would say is the park opens at nine. Right. The they they have to stick nine. to the script. They have to stick <laughs> yeah. to the script. So uh, anyway, so they let us in. And what the deal was is, yeah, everybody's there with their My Disney app and um, trying to, it's you a, know. They call it a virtual queue. It's a virtual queue. You need to join a boarding party. Right. So. Which is but, completely different than anything we've done before. Yeah. It's not a fast. It's kind of like a. It's like a weird fast pass. Uh, but you couldn't do that while you were waiting outside. While you're waiting no, to get it in, it was grayed out. The button to join a yeah. boarding party was grayed out. But the moment after you uh, tap S- your magic scan, band yeah. and scan your finger, you know you walked past, and I would say it was like. I don't know, 30 seconds to a minute later that I was able to click that button. And of course, there were people who could click it before me, all those people that were ahead of us. Because walked in, right. So it it worked and we got uh, group 27. Right. It it wound up taking us a lot longer than it normally would have because the ride broke down several times. Not while we were in it. It broke down while we were waiting for our queue to be called, our group to be called. So yeah, but anyway, so anyway, the second time it was different because... First of all, we actually got there around 5.15, Yeah, a little earlier. But the crowd was bigger. Yep. The crowd was bigger and we were much further back. Well, part of the problem was that the official opening that day was 7 a.m. Yeah. So people were catching, this is like like two weeks later, people People are catching up. People are getting smart. But the new rules, and they broadcast these new rules over the speakers. So it was very official. Whereas they said, it doesn't matter what time we're letting everybody in, nobody will be able to click the the boarding pass button until the group pass. Until seven? No one will be able to to get a boarding pass until 7 a.m. So the people that got in there... You know, first, as opposed to people like us or even people behind us, it was basically a matter of who could tap that button right. and get get their app yeah, working we, we faster. We were theorizing or hoping that, based on the scan, that would give you priority over access to the to the to the site. I still wonder, but I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. know. But who now, knows what their algorithms now, are? We were what number the second time? Forty six. Forty six. So keep this in mind. The first time we were twenty seven, and by the time we got on the ride, it was around. 10 a.m. 
This time it was 46. And mm-hmm. what time did we get on? Around 11? Yeah, this is around 11. Think. So yeah. think oh, about 10, it. 30, we, 11. we got there mm-hmm. earlier and we ended up getting on the ride later. And the ride never seemed to break down while we were waiting like no. we did the first time. So down. it was just a mass volume of people. I believe by 750. I yeah, think or so 45, 45 yeah. they already put it they were already putting out the signs that don't even bother it's yeah. full for the same day same thing happened the first time the but they also they had, had the, the second time they also had this other thing that we didn't we didn't get involved with because it didn't apply to us the virtual queue could go over a hundred and then you were on standby mm-hmm. queue even if you got a bo- in a boarding group yeah. it didn't guarantee that that boarding group and i don't would know if, if those people day. would then get an automatic first dibs the following day or because there was something about coming back you can come back the next don't worry oh, really? about I didn't some, see that. something about that but again it didn't, didn't apply that. to us so but the the sad thing, though, and I don't know how to feel about this, because actually I thought about it because of my parents. You know, my parents are much older. They do not have the Disney app on their phone. They are Disney annual pass holders, and they go on their own. Um, they don't bother with fast pass unless I nag them to let me <laughs> to let me book some fast passes yeah. for them because they're on my app and then they can use them but they refuse to deal with the app and and everything and people like them or people who just don't know Ca- to, casual visitors are casual gonna visitors, are gonna have a tough time yeah if you don't do your research ahead of time yeah. you're not gonna know about the quiet openings and it was just so sad seeing some of these people <laughs> like some of these people the, that yeah. they they may have i mean maybe they were lived in florida who knows or maybe they came from say canada or wherever and they had no chance of getting on this ride hopefully right. they had enough time to wisen up for another well, day it's the difference between <laughs> the the savvy disney goers and and the looky lose you know it's like <laughs> if you don't know it you just you're gonna miss out on some stuff now granted keep in mind this is christmas time it is super peak season the worst time to visit in terms of volume this is the second star wars ride that's open which theoretically a lot of people didn't come the first time a few months ago because they were waiting for the second especially who wants you know who who can afford a double trip across the country or across the world you know for one ride they're going to wait for that second ride mm-hmm. to, to open and that's exactly what's happening right now that second ride is open so now you're getting a huge influx of people yeah. coming in and yeah if you don't understand how this works you're going to miss out on it you're either going to miss out or you're at least not going to get your best chance at right. at getting to do what you want to do and it's like it's it's the PSA though that I've given people I've known for the past couple of decades um, regardless whether it's you know, Galaxy's Edge or all of Disney yeah. in general if you have never gone to Disney and you are planning a trip, plan it to the nines. You can change your plans when you're there. Plan out everything. Do your research. Know what you're doing. Know what the trends are in the park because it's just far too much money to waste by standing there going, what do I do now? Yeah, the, the Facebook has tons of groups that are yeah. very knowledgeable. But again, if you're not yes. into it, you're not going to know those groups. Just search for them. Find at find work. Them. Uh, you, there's always going to be a Disney nut at work. Find that person, and that person will give you the tips. I'm one of those. Yeah, that person will give you the tips on how to uh, get certain things done when it looks impossible to get it. When when Pandora opened, it was mayhem. It was so difficult to get fast passes, but they didn't in, they didn't have this system in in place. Now I don't know if this system is going to last beyond Christmas. It I don't could know. change tomorrow. You right. never know. We don't know. Uh, at a certain point, they have to go to a normal fast pass system because. They gotta spread it around, but I think at least this this busy season ends. You know, it's not going to change. So, 
let's go into the actual ride because this is something else and and you know to me pandora the flight of the navi is that what it was called the flight of flight of passage flight of passage to me it's the most amazing ride ever it blows even star wars out of the water as far as simulator and and feeling like you're flying let's put it that way it blows everything away this ride does something similar but not in a flying mode in a different way it's in a class all by itself it's an environment it's a virtual not, it's not virtual reality, but you're in you're you're it, in the, it, it's immerse, feels, the adventure. Immersive. It's immersive, yeah. That's and it, the word. It feels immersive. like you have walked into a Star Wars movie that you haven't yeah, seen you're, before. Yeah, you're in a set. You're basically in a movie. It's incredible. So let's start off with um, where this is located. This is located right in the beginning. If as you go through the main entrance, and this is to Galaxy's so, Edge, right? The, the, because because Galaxy's Edge has two entrances. One is around Toy Story Mania, which is considered to be, I guess, the back entrance, and yeah. then the front entrance is here next to like the Muppet Theater and that that area right there, the old New York <laughs> stage area. So you walk in through that main section and normally when we were going to the Falcon ride, we would just keep going because to the left you had this entrance, which is kind of like a like some kind of tower, like a like a like a gun turret tower and stuff like that, and they would just tell you, okay, keep going, keep going. There's nothing here to see, that yeah. kind of thing. Now, <laughs> this is not the ride you're yeah, looking for. Yeah. Now <laughs> you are waiting on your app, and what the way that that app works is, let's say we were in group forty-seven. 46. 46. The app tells you which groups are boarding right now. So it will say groups 1 through 10. And then a half hour later, it might say 1 through 15. So the numbers keep being raised as the time progresses and people are being shuffled in and out of there. Uh, The other thing is that as you're watching your app, there's a little animation of an r5 d4 type of droid and as he moves around in your app it, it, the, the little green lights get closer and closer to completing so that also tells you where you're at again it's not a fast pass the fast pass automatically tells you when to come back right this. ahead of time this this doesn't know exactly when you're going to come back because a lot of things could happen like the right could break down or or people might take their sweet time getting in so it's it's giving you updates, basically, even, on even when cooler, it's your turn. Even though, from the moment that your boarding group is called, yes. from that moment, you have two hours to make it back there. Right. And so. you get a notification. That's the other thing. You don't have to be continuously checking the, the app to but see where the little robot is sitting. You have to make sure that your phone, that the app on your phone is yes. set for notifications. Very important. And you yeah. obviously have to have the app. If you don't have that app, you're out of luck. Yeah. So you got to have the tur- the notification turned on or, or else you're just going to be continually continually looking at it and checking, checking it. But anyway, your status. So they call us in. They bring us, they bring us in through a, there's like a side entrance, not a side entrance, but a side um, entryway that then brings you to the front of the queue. Now, once you walk in, because they are using this system, they really do not use the entire, you know, serpentine queue that exists outside of the ride. They, you kind of basically go pretty much straight into straight that into, the- into that mountain. Yeah. You know, there's very little of standing outside the two times we went. And outside, it kind of, to me, it reminded me a little bit of Pandora. There's a lot of foliage and uh you know futuristic or alien looking plants and Mm -hmm. surfaces and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so you're walking in there now and you're entering the cave so why don't you guys tell us a little bit about what we see uh once we enter the that whole cave system yeah so you enter the cave system and there's basically like like ammo crates and uh 
um, and like a, like a weapons on the wall and stuff as you're going through. Little by little, you see more and more Star Wars-y things. Yeah. First, it's just a cave that's been like hollowed out and strange lights. Then you see, like Kyle said, the, the, the weapons and, and you can kind of stick your finger through the crates mm-hmm. and touch some of that stuff. <laughs> Uh, all kinds of weird buttons. boxes, There's buttons, buttons on the walls everywhere. And some stuff. buttons and, and dials that you can actually turn. They don't do anything, but you can turn them. A lot, yeah, a lot <laughs> like uh, like like uh, the Falcon ride, where you're, you're you mm-hmm. can kind of touch all these things, and and the walls look like they've been carved out. Obviously, it's kind of like uh, um, Hoth. You see the 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 marks of whatever machine or laser things carved out the the yeah. holes in the in the cave. Yeah. So by the time you get to the first actual section of of what we would consider to be rides, you also pass by these uh, grids, these like radar grids that are lit up from the bottom. They, they, they really look cool. Those are cool. Yeah. And then that's what brings you really to the first section of the real ride. Now, we were told ahead of time that the ride was about a 20-minute ride. And it's possible, 17 to 20 minutes. So, And it is possible because there are so many sections to the ride, so many pre-ride areas that you you run into so the first section is one where you are being told what the mission is so why don't you guys uh, tell us a little bit about what that is what that's like so you you go into a room and bb8 is there and he's sets up a uh hologram with uh with ray and then ray's basically giving you the mission the coolest part to me with that was uh, you know ever since i was little in star wars you see these you know holograms of characters and messages yeah. you know in that blue and to like see it like you know you kind of always wish oh i could wish i could see something like that and well there you are seeing like you know larger than life actually seeing ray like that it's pretty amazing and then of course the one of the most amusing parts is with bb8 yeah it's not just like a sitting there animatronic like he actually rolls back and forth to go like check things and do droid stuff mm-hmm. and then he comes back out and he beeps a lot and then he rolls back away and it's very amusing and it's also very impressive the hologram thing is really cool and and i always you know i i kind of get distracted because i'm always trying to figure out how it works and i try to lean to one side lean to the other side i'm trying to find some kind of glass that is projecting because it has to be some sort of projection on, an, on a piece of glass and i cannot see it the two times we've been there I purposely stood on different areas to be able to see the trick and I can't figure out where the projections coming from or how they are uh, how they're doing it. It's it's really cool looking how how they it's it just it angers me to when I can't figure out how the trick is done. Yeah, they probably raise up the whole projection part just so that there isn't an angle that you can stand on to see how it works. Amanda is our Hopefully one day, Imagineer. She's an engineering major, so she's looking at all this kind of stuff, and it's interesting to see her perspective. Now, part of the mission briefing is we're told by, I think, Poe Dameron that we're going to be going into this other ship, and you see Neil Numb is one of the, it's like a pilot, and there's a, like a Mon Cal guy there, too, who's going to be like our host of, what I don't know what title they give him or whatever. But from there... All of a sudden, a door opens on the opposite end of the room, and you're back outside again. You're like at the edge of, of, of the mountain, but in an opening. And to your right, you have Poe Dameron's X-Wing. And to the left, you have this new transport ship that I think it's exclusively made for this yes. ride. Yeah. And this is one of the trickiest things to figure out, and it took us about two weeks to figure it out. 
Amanda claims that she knew exactly how it works. But, yes, and I believe Amanda. But today we, we confirmed how it works, pretty much. It's a, it's a transport, it's a rebel transport ship, and we all get in on the right side of the transport ship. We walk in through a door and we get in there while we're kind of looking out, because again, we're outside again. And, you know, how big would you say this thing is? I mean, how, how big was the group that we had there? Like 20? 15? 20 people, 20 yeah. people. Yeah, yeah it's, I think that was it. Yeah, twenty thirty was a little more, but okay, twenty to thirty. And and BB eight is also moving around in the uh, X wing off to the side too. Funny thing is that the space inside is very similar to the space we're in right now, the room we're in right now. Yeah, isn't it? So, yeah, you yeah. might be yeah, right. The dimensions a, long, a big rectangular a longer, room. Yeah, and you're basically in the ship. To the right of the ship is the front. And to the left is the back. And there's handles everywhere for people to hang it's on to. It's kind of like the subway. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in the front, you have this uh, Akbar-looking guy. And Neil Numb, a little further ahead. He's, uh, he's up front. And you see a project uh, the, the window outside of, of like uh, where you're at, outside that, that kind of foresty environment. The same thing in the back. And, you know, you get the briefings of what's going on. This is what we're doing, blah, 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 whatever. And uh, you can walk around there. You're standing yeah. in this area. So the door closes, and now you're in this enclosed area. And uh, the ship takes off, and it brings us, you know, up to the space area, I guess, at, and, past and the And honestly, yeah, you can still walk around. I mean, they right. have the handle, hand grips there, but unless you have an issue with balance right. or, or walking, you should be fine yeah. Yeah, not ne- holding next on. Next time I'm not holding on, because I, I, thought, I thought it was like... Yeah, you didn't know I thought, I thought we were supposed to hold there, on. But there is know? a little bit of a sway that takes place, yeah. Yeah. Which, is, which is done for two reasons. If you decide to walk around, most of the monitors that you see of the captain or messages coming in they're in different areas of the ship so you no matter where you're at you could see that however if you go close to the front you see what's happening in front of the ship and in yeah. the back they have a similar window which yeah. is don't, obviously don't some kind not of projection turn around make sure you turn yeah, yeah, around yeah. look back it, it's like you're uh, to me it's as close as i've ever come and as most of us will ever come to flying in a spaceship i mean you really kind of felt like you were didn't right. you there are yeah. no side yeah. windows yeah. there's the front window and the mm-hmm. back window and the back window you see the reverse of what's happening it's it, they, they they did it pretty pretty well i could have stayed in there all day i i loved it so yeah. as you're walking around or standing still the ship does sway left and right a little bit as the the battle begins and the tie fighters come to attack the ship and all of a sudden they tell you that oh we're being captured by the first order there's a there's a uh star destroyer or something and it's and and they're gonna they're gonna come arrest us or something okay and they're the and the the mon cal guys like don't tell anyone anything about our mission just kind of like pretend nothing's happening so all right we we we're gonna get captured at this point now again keep in mind we're still swaying back and forth we're still swaying back and forth and then you get a message from the uh imperial or the first order commander saying you're you know we're gonna open the doors or something get ready to be processed or something for interrogation yeah 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 so through the windows now we are being tractor beamed inside the Star Destroyer, so we could see the windows that we're in an interior environment. Now, here's where it gets crazy. The same door we opened to get in now opens again, and we are inside a hangar, which, I don't know, you guys explain or try to describe what this hangar and how big and what's in it. It's very big. There's a bunch of stormtroopers, like in all of the promotional stuff that you see for the ride, and you can see outside of space and everything, and there's more ships and stormtroopers, and it's really big. I would say it's about maybe 
three stories high, like the yeah. how high yeah. the ceiling is on that on that whole area. And there is a ton of stormtroopers, which at first I thought some of them might be actual people, but no, I think it's some of the, they're all animatronics. Some heads actually bob back and forth a little bit to kind of give mm-hmm. you that that feel of, of it's something happening. It's a real happening. intimidating sight. Yeah. There's uh, there's maybe about 30 of them out near the entrance of the uh, of the actual um, viewport dock the viewport dock. and through the viewport you could see ships flying back and forth it's it's an open space entryway there that that's there behind you is your ship you know the 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 replicate somehow they replicated the ship also behind you and to the sides there's more stormtroopers and imperial cosplayers or cast members if you will in character you got to remember everybody's in character here so they usher you through these hallways imperial looking hallways into a waiting area where they're kind of sorting you and why don't you tell us what we see at that point yeah so they're sorting you and then they uh they start bringing you down another hallway towards the interrogation rooms where they uh they bring you there's like there's looks like there's like maybe like four or six interrogation rooms and so they put you and your group into one of these rooms they tell you not to touch the walls And then it's basically groups of four, I think, Ch- gr- subgroups of four. Well, was was it was it because I could have sworn there was like a couple more people in. Right, um, but I think we were all in one row when we got in. Oh yeah. So it's it's. Oh yeah, they separate us into right, rows of you're, four. You're 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 uh, silver. You're uh, orange. You're oh, blue. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they, they and then usher they put you. Us in. Yeah, then they usher you into this little room, where we are seeing. It's a weird looking room. Now, what's interesting here is that in trying to figure out how this thing works, is that in this hallway where they're ushering you into these rooms, these waiting rooms, there's three rooms, I believe, on the right and three rooms on the left. Both times we were there, we were ushered to the right side of the rooms. So that tells me that there's the possibility of them handling up to six groups at a time, at least in this part of the ride. The way that we got to where we got to into that docking bay, it was the biggest mystery that we were trying to figure out because if you go in one door and then you come out the other door, that's easy. You know, you go in one door, you come out the other door. Everything is waiting for you on the other door. But no, here, you're coming in and you're coming out of that same door when you're on that ship. So we were theorizing that maybe there's some kind of rotational thing. Maybe there's an elevator thing that takes you somewhere else. But Amanda, why don't you explain to us what how that works. There's like, I think three or four, I don't know how many different carts that are inside of each ship that you're in. Yeah. And then once the ride starts, it goes back a little bit. So it's out of well, the ship. It, not back. Facade. It goes to, if you're looking at the ship as front, right and left, oh, well the then. entire cabin, the entire interior cabin where we're all standing, that whole box slides to the left. Yeah, depending into, which way you're looking right, at it. Right, into a, 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 think of it like a record player, like a turntable. It slides to the left into the turntable, and that whole turntable tur- rotates counterclockwise so that it is bringing you to another environment without you noticing that it's bringing you to another it's environment. It's like Carousel of Progress, basically. But yeah, except except that all your seats are being moved forward into where they. It's yeah. a mix between Tower of Terror and Carousel. Of yeah, Project. it's 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 very smart, and I don't know if they've ever done that before. That trick, 
that that combination of slide the slide the compartment to one side and then rotate the whole thing. I don't know if they've ever done that before in a ride. I don't think they have in Florida at least, but they did like those two things separately, just not together. Right, right, right. So again, we're in this interrogation room. I don't know if it's an interrogation room, and we have more or less a projection this time around, right, Kyle? Yeah, it's it's another uh, projection thing on the top. You see, like there's like stormtroopers walking around, like watching you while you're being basically imprisoned. And then Hux and Kylo Ren show up, and they're getting ready to interrogate you. And then out of the blue, the one of the walls, you start to see this glowing thing, like 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 somebody's trying to burn through it, and it's creating an opening in in a wall. And then the wall opens, and you see like the heat from the edges, like somebody burned through it. And there's a rebel resistance cosplayer a cast member telling you quick quick get on these things you know your mission we're going to get you out of here just get on here and this is where the the majority of the ride now consists of getting on these carts which are basically uh, i think it's four and four four in the front and four in the back and this time around we were in the front uh, and and mm-hmm. why don't you tell us how that looks there's like it's pretty much like a regular ride vehicle except in the front there is a little droid and it's an astromech, and he's, like, removing his head around and going up and down the entire ride. And, like, he's just sitting there. So you can you can touch him. No one yells at you. No. It says keep your ha- arms in the vehicle, but he's in the vehicle. So, you, so you can just, <laughs> yeah, I guess that counts. You make a new friend. And, and you're in an area where, again, it also reminded me a little bit of Toy Story Mania. When, when, when you're making those turns and your cart is going these little circular type of... Because the cart is not just facing forward or facing back it 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 also rotates it it yeah. rotates on its axis too so it's a little bit like tower of terror where remember you know in tower of terror where you're going through the different floors and the different areas yeah it's a trackless vehicle a, a little yeah a little bit like uh like the toy story ride i just mentioned where the it it moves fast it it's you know you're you they, you have to strap you know a seatbelt on this thing because it it kind of jostles you around not as bad as uh as the dinosaur ride that i know kim loves that ride but to me that's it just it just wreaks havoc on your back <laughs> this one's a little calmer but you are being moved through all these different rooms which is really really interesting you're uh, traveling through a star destroyer right, right. i mean it's it's fantastic so at one point we see a probe droid come down from the ceiling and you know do the probe door sounds and then the, the whole cart then moves in a different direction it moves backwards it moves sideways and brings you to another room there's another room where there's some stormtroopers who start shooting at you so in order to kind of create that laser bolt effect they do a combination of things to make it look like you're being shot at and then they bring you into i guess the biggest indoor room which has two huge adats now, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, they're they're pretty tall. <laughs> there's also like a mirror in the back where it makes it look like there's, there's actually two four. More, yeah, yeah, and it's pretty cool. And then apparently, I didn't see this when I went, but Finn is hiding under like behind the crate. Dad and, he's, and like, I, shooting. we didn't see it the first time we went. We saw it the second it was, time. Yeah, but there's also another guy hiding on the other side of Finn. Yeah, but I I can't and see. I can't tell who it is if but, it's another soldier, another yeah. rebel. Yeah, I know I saw it, but I forget. Because we could see, see, yeah, see we could see a, the, the gun coming up there yeah. uh, on the on the ride, and then you're like, and again, keep in mind, you're still on the ground at this point. But then all of a sudden, the cart kind of settles in between the two legs of the side of one of these adats, and guess what? You're now going up. Now, mm-hmm. granted, 
when they're telling you the, the description of the mission, they do say that you're going to be going up and down on certain levels, but I never heard that. I was just so like blown away by everything that yeah. I wasn't even hearing what they were telling you. But then all of a sudden, they bring you up to like head level of, of where the ADAT is at. And you could see inside the ADAT, in the compartment near the shoulders, I guess you would say, there's a projection again of, of soldiers and Imperial guys in there getting shot and stuff like that. So then they bring us into into another again we're we're at a higher level now and we're back inside some you know the 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 structure itself we're we're away from the adats and it's still you know you're still being bumped around left and right and it's moving pretty fast that whole thing moves fast and we're all of a sudden at what it could be the bridge, yeah, it's of, the bridge of, yeah. of the of the ship where you have a couple of characters now this time they're animatronics yeah it's uh hux and kylo ren i think this is supposed to be kind of like a cutaway as if as if this was a movie like they don't see you but they're you just see their reactions to what's happening now because the the resistance fleet shows up so now he's like i'm gonna find them and then you keep moving right you keep moving and again you're being you're being shuffled through these floors and there's it's kind of dark and there's red lights mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you see kylo ren and I think that might be a projection. Yeah, that's a projection. And a door closes right in front of you, and you're like, okay, we're safe from him. Uh, and you're in an elevator. Now, it looks like the elevator is going to take you, I guess, back down again. Or uh, and, then, and this is really cool. But then he jumps on top, and he stabs like the top of the roof with the light with his lightsaber and you can see the lightsaber come yeah. down and it starts cutting open yeah that's like my favorite part that's not the droid because it's you, you just don't expect it and then it takes you like a minute to figure out like how it's yeah. actually working yeah and that's the thing because uh, it, it it's melting the the roof as the lightsaber comes through so it's like how do they do it is it a yeah. projected roof and a real lightsaber you know how, how do they do that combination and then from there she's gonna tell you it's got to be like a mix of like a turntable and a projection to ha have the glow where like the lightsaber stabs in through the top and then it stays there and then that whole piece rotates. Yeah, I think it's probably the, the projection itself. It's probably something similar to how now, you know how, uh, for example, at, at, at the, at like Frozen and... Yeah, uh, the, and, in, the internal projections. Yeah, yeah, those faces that they project from inside. I think yeah. it's something like that, I imagine, because yeah. that's really cool when they do that. Yeah, the glowy part is probably the same as like when you're in that room and then it, like right before you get on the actual ride yeah. and it, they break out the door, it's probably the same hmm. as how it glows in the door frame. Well, from, from there, from that elevator, we uh, as he's cutting through the elevator, we get out of the elevator and it brings us to kind of like... The side of some huge guns that are shooting outward. Yeah. From the and we travel under the guns. We travel under I think three guns. And if you look to the right out the window, it's a whole projected battle, starfield happening, a, a, a space fight happening, and we're yeah. we're just kind of traveling under the guns as the guns are shooting over it's our kind heads. Of, it's it's a little frightening. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's big and loud and stuff like that. And then we're we're traveling again through the inside, and we see some like damage, interior damage, battle damage stuff, and we are seeing more windows of the battle outside. And all of a sudden, another animatronic, yeah, Kylo, Ren, Kylo Ren, force grabs the carts, and he, he starts like shaking you right. around. And then some suddenly, like a hole blows in the side of the ship, and then he, he's, 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 he's like pulled back and yeah. then like he, some debris falls on him so you're able to get away and then there's like a wall that comes in front of him to kind of keep us from seeing what happens which obviously yeah. he's not going to get blown away and so the cart then moves again to another room 
another section. Yeah, the escape pods. The, and into the yeah the escape pod sections. So we go into this little other room, and we could see out the window that looks just like our window. Other escape pods across from us, projected obviously, yeah. from other sections of the ship where. You know, pop, pop, pop. They're all kind of falling down, free falling. And yeah. then we do a little free fall, which is something that we weren't expecting. Yeah. You know, we, yeah, we, we experience was... the upgoing elevator, but then we get a, a little, it's not Tower of Terror free fall, but it's a one second Tower of yeah, Terror free fall. You, you yeah. get that same feeling. Like your stomach kind of goes up go and it's like, whoa. And then, but it's not yeah. far at all. It's, it's just enough for like the engines to turn on and then that's when it turns into yeah. Star Tours, basically. And if, yeah. you, hate, yeah. if you hate drop free falls like that or, or what feels like a free fall like that on Tower of Terror because I don't go on Tower of Terror anymore. I just don't need to do that to I myself. I don't do it either. I, but I, just, I can yeah. do this. This is not This yeah. is not a problem for me. I By just, the time I, you realize what's happening, happening, it's over it's already. Over. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. already over. And the, the free fall stops and now you're flying. Your, your, your pod is actually flying through these battles yep. and through these different sections. You're trying to get to the, to the you know, through the atmosphere into the planet below and you go through the clouds and now you're coming down and now this isn't galaxy's edge is it or is it yeah well yeah it's it's batu yeah it's batu yeah okay so i guess it's batu and you're you're back down into some kind of a base a rebel base and uh, you know everybody's welcoming you back again this is all projection uh, through the window and your cart comes out of the pod and you're inside the cave again in the cart taking you outside into a uh, an open area where you see the sun and you could actually be outdoors there's a another pod with an animatronic akbar looking guy congratulating you on your mission blah 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 and it kind of parks off to the side where your cast member uh, is there to welcome you and to you know congratulate get, you get the hell out of the right get the next people in <laughs> next get out but get you out, did an awesome out. job out there <laughs> and you're like you're like shaking and you're like ah, I don't know what just happened I don't know what just happened yeah. and uh, and that brings you to the end of the ride and it's like, like I said it is about a seventeen to twenty minute experience and, and really all you can think about though sitting there is like. Dear God, would I have to go through to ride this thing again? Yeah. Like, four o'clock in the morning, up, taking them. <laughs> the cast members on there must have like the best job because just everyone there is smiling the entire time and looks like they just won the lottery. Well, so the you thing just is, watch well, a bunch of people Imperials. have a lot of time. But well, not just in this ride, but the entire Galaxy's Edge area, they all have to be in character. They all have yeah. to use their uh, own. Yeah, but they get to watch all the guests have a well, bunch of yeah. fun. As a matter of fact, really it was very funny uh, this second time because we were there. It was Kyle's twenty-first birthday, so he had one of those Disney birthday buttons on, and uh, one of the appearance oh, yeah. comes right up to him, practically nose to nose. And what did he say to you? Yeah, he's like, "Don't uh, don't expect any special treatment just because it's your day of birth." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> did you wish him a happy life day? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, again, I mean. You guys have been in many rides. I don't know what was, what order. Like, what was your favorite ride? And is this now one of your favorite ones? How does it work for you? It's a very close tie between this and uh, Flights of Passage. It's just hard to tell because Flights of Passage is a simulator. And this is a dark ride. So it's like apples and oranges. Yeah, I like this better. This is the best ride. It's literally a combination of every other Disney ride except for a roller coaster. So, yeah, it's it's awesome. Rise of the Resistance edges out Flight of Passage for me ever so slightly. I'm but gonna because they're, they're different. They're just different, but they're both fantastic. I'm gonna use my 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 Marvel versus DC analogy and that it's apple and or it's apples and oranges. Uh, as far as simulator goes, 
uh, Flights of Passage is still the yeah, best yeah. simulator. Really but fantastic. as far as feeling like you're in this world and experiencing a story and being in the story, this blows anything else I've seen so far out of the water. Yeah. The only thing, uh, hopefully now, is that they can work on the the thing not breaking down as many times as it did the first time we yeah, were there. Well, it didn't it didn't didn't this time? Well, the the crowd's dying, you know, dying down a little bit so that you can just use normal fast pass system and, to get but in and you out. Know what, though, I do have to tell you, I and maybe I'm nuts, but I. I like the fact that we have the option to get up at three thirty, four o'clock in the oh. morning, get there, and then do this ride. Whereas a flight of passage, as fast pass, as a annual pass holder, if I'm not staying on Disney property, I'm still thirty days out. I have never been able to. Yeah, get we still a fast have not pass. been able to get a fast pass. So if yeah. if this goes to a fast pass system, it may. I don't know what's going to happen. Whenever you it'll know, turn it's into be, flights of passage, which means for regular people like us, it's going to be a, it's a two three hour wait. And you got to eat it. Yeah, I don't think it's ever going to get that line. far. As yeah. opposed to a virtual queue. Right. At least with a virtual queue, you can yeah. go get a blue milk. You yeah. can and, go and somewhere you know else in the park. If we you have can... to do the 3 a.m. or the 4 a.m. thing once in a while, at least the good thing about it is that you're waiting so long while you're still there is that you then get to do all your regular rides while you're waiting to be called yeah. into this one. And so so by midday, you might be done with the park. And Galaxy's right. Edge also, like, they're like fully open and they have everything still like working at that early hour well no not exactly and when they have we like the this, breakfast this, yeah. well the, some i some places are open especially star wars places but well yeah the other rides were not open well, till, yeah. till official opening yeah time. But I'm, I'm talking about just galaxy's edge galaxy's yeah. edge yeah. is fully functional yeah galaxy's edge yeah. you could do everything that's that's already there oh yeah they they also just added more lightsabers to the uh the store Really? Yeah, they added for the new movie. They added oh. Ra- they added Ray's repaired saber with okay. like it has like a leather strap on it, and there's yeah. like some extra details. And oh, wait, then- wait, wait, wait! Can you say this here because you're not? Yeah, you're- yeah, it's, it's fine. Plus, this is the he's talking about the, the Luke Skywalker. Yeah, this is, the, there's no the spoilers. That she, These aren't spoilers. The ones that she repairs. Yeah, but- and then they also added Kylo Ren's saber from before he becomes Kylo Ren from the Last oh, Jedi. That flashback. The- Oh, which that's is what cool I, I kept too. telling you about. He's like, I've never seen that. I don't, yeah. but they have that now there. And is there another uh, spoilery one too? No, there's that's, those are the only ones they have. But okay. they'll probably add those later. They have to add some of those spoilery yeah. ones. I okay. hope they do. Yeah. I see what we're saying. So this is it, as far as I know. The this Galaxy's Edge is done. It's turn. It's basically done in terms of. This is everything that we were waiting for Galaxy's Edge to do. I don't know if they will ever add any more to it. I know that. Pretty soon we'll have a review of the of Star Tours, which is not really Galaxy's Edge, because they are adding the the uh, Rise of Skywalker portion to that. Yeah. So that will come I, soon. I've I've already probably said this on this show, and I say this every single time, but I hope that Galaxy's Edge that they just tear down the whole Muppet area and turn that into more like, Galaxy's Edge oh. stuff. I wouldn't mind that. that they so it connects the Star Muppet Tours. Area. No, just to tear it down. Just tear no, it down. Tear it down. The Muppet 3D is so old. I get a headache every oh, time no. I, I mean, watch. To redo the 3D it, makes me dizzy here's, because here's it's so they, old. Here's what they could do. If they take that entire Muppet area with, with the restaurants there and all that stuff and turn it into more Galaxy's Edge, they could connect to Star Tours exactly. and they can well, bring yeah, Launch Bay I, I over that. here. Yeah. To connect all Star Wars in one area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's logical. And then, that's logical. Yeah, it's they practical. Could, the theater is already there. They could use the Muppet Theater. They could, they no. could tear that for they Star could, Wars. Could, no, tear it down. Make no. another ride. <laughs> oh, my God. Tear it all down. Tear Rizzo's. Tear everything no. down. <laughs> I know they just built that, but still. Like that. Like, oh. like, I mean, I like. But, I like 
Marizzo's, but, but like no. you can get that that pizza is the same recipe at at the other part. Yeah, but and that restaurant is only open when, when it's peak season, and they only and then the rest of the year it's closed. That Rizzo's the pizza store. They're only yeah, open. Switch it over. Put the muppets seasonally. Push the muppets where Launch Bay is. Yeah, put the muppets in Launch Bay. That's what I was about to say. Because that's Lucas. a kitty area anyway. That's they have the 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 tunes and all that other. There's junk. only like five people that ever actually. Yeah, that makes sense. Put, yeah. put the muppets with the kids and bring Star Wars to this side. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's make, let's get it done, Kyle. Let's. Who do we call Amanda? Who do we call about <laughs> I don't this? Know. All right. Well, that's our plan. That's our plan, and we're sticking to it. Anyway. Thank you, everybody, for uh, listening to our review of Rise of the Resistance. And uh, like I said before, be on the lookout pretty soon. Uh, as soon as we experience it, we'll give you our review of Star Tours, improved and enhanced. All right. As it happens many, many times, we think the show is over, ready to put it to bed. But we had one more trip that we took today to... Hollywood Studios, specifically Galaxy's Edge, because we heard, we knew that finally they had started showing the updated section of Star Tours that we mentioned a few minutes ago. So this was a really interesting trip to Star Tours. It was just Kyle, my wife, and myself. We basically spent the whole day there, but that wasn't our plan. We went straight as soon as we got our our tickets or our virtual queue reservation for Rise of the Resistance, we went straight to Star Tours because the wait was so low at the time. And I think it was only like a five-minute wait. It was ridiculous. We just ran into it. There was no big deal. You just walked on. Yeah, it was was nothing. So we got on the ride, and let's just first describe what it is. And again, we've talked about this in the past, how it works. You know, you have all these different locations. And whenever they have a new movie come out and they introduce a new location, they rearrange the order of things so that everybody gets access to this particular sequence. For this ride, you are going to go to two places having to do with Rise of Skywalker. So all of the original trilogy stuff is put aside. All of the uh, prequel stuff is put aside. All of the Force Awakens and Last Jedi stuff gets put aside for a while. I don't know how long it will last, maybe a month, a month and a half or so, whatever, yeah. because they want everybody to be able to experience the, the these new locations. Come later, they will start mixing it up again. And, you know, one side does this, the other side does that. But let's talk about exactly what these two locations are and how we see them. In other words, how they are uh, given to us. So we start off with, I think it's pretty much a repeat of the uh, the ship, the, the Star Tour ship taking off from a, now granted, because this is the, 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 the new movies, it's taking off from a hangar and you see some first order stormtroopers and you see uh, Kylo Ren trying to get the ship, you know, that kind of thing, which we've seen before, right? Yeah. The, well, the ones that we got were the, like, it wasn't the one with Kylo Ren. It was the one with the probe droid. That's right. But I, I don't know if that alternate version with Kylo Ren was also available with the set that they were playing. Cause what we had was exactly the same Twice and Both twice because we right. wrote it. We wrote it twice. But, but, and, but it was that, again that opening was an opening we've seen a, yeah, a gazillion that, times yes, before. Yes. So from there we jump to the first location. You, know, you go into hyperspace. You know the ship yes. escapes the the Tie Fighters. Blah blah blah. A couple of uh, Star Destroyers goes into hyperspace. And normally when we would land on Jakku or something, now we are landing in a different area, which is the 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 planetary system of the moon of Endor. Yeah, the Kefbeer. 
Right. What's cool is off the bat, it doesn't like kind of like focus on one planet. It kind of passes by all these other planets, uh, you know, the, the gigantic moon of Endor and then the, the, the different moons that are around Endor, which kind of clarifies a little bit in my perspective because I know that for, for the movie it was a little confusing to me. But wait a minute, it wasn't Endor, the, the little moon or the, the moon was, of Endor? and wait a, There were other planets? I don't remember there being yeah, other planets. It was, so yeah. it's supposed to be uh, multiple moons. So you do see a few of them. I think in the visual dictionary they say something about nine moons or nine orbiting planets around Endor. And this particular one, like Kyle said is Kefbir, which is the, the water, the, the, the sea Yeah, it's planet. where, where the, the Death Star remains are. Right. So what, what happens uh, during this outing is that the ship kind of starts to skim the water. It's, and the ocean is like, you know, it's, it's that, that very stormy, super gigantic waves are, are going everywhere kind of environment. Mm-hmm. And what you also get is R2-D2, which he is part of the, the, the ride. He is the, I don't know, the navigator or whatever it is that he's attached. And you do see every now and then him popping up on that little side monitor, reacting to what's happening. The waves are crashing around you and you're trying to ride these waves. And at one point, I, it looks like the wave crashes behind R2 and it kind of hits him from behind yeah, and it splashes I, him yeah, yeah so that's that's kind of neat again you're not in a battle and this this first environment is not a battle environment it's more of a you're 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 fighting the elements just like they did in in the movie yeah what happens here is at a certain point the the ship starts to head more towards the debris the debris field of of the death star and we go inside yeah and then once we get inside um, a Dianoga pops its head out and then it drags you under and then there's more Dianoga and they're all just like trying to drag you down but then you, the, the ship kind of just forces itself up and then it gets out of there and then they uh, move on to the next uh, cutaway. Right, but uh, let's keep in mind and I know, you know, we, 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 are, we are sometimes very picky about this and that is the Dianoga, which is more, pretty well known for A New Hope, didn't appear in Return of the Jedi. So they're kind of combining two movies in a way here. They're combining yeah. uh, Rise of Skywalker based on Return of the Jedi, but they're throwing a whole bunch of Dianogas that are kind of like, okay, that's cool, it's neat. We can, we get to, you know, we get to interact with a, with a whole bunch of them because they're all kind of underwater. At first, like you said, at first you see one and then you see a whole mess of them. And before, you know, we can, I don't know, get in trouble or get attacked, we kind of skim out and kind of fly away and get out of the inside of the, the wreckage. And boom, like you said, we're back hyperspace and we get the, the interlocation message. This particular message, a new character, well, it's an old character, but it's a new character for the ride, which is Lando. Yeah, which was, that was a pretty nice surprise. Yeah, it, it, he's in, it looks like he was in the Falcon. So that's, it's just a nice touch. And, and he's basically giving you the instructions of, you know, we are, we are searching for help. Come, uh, you know, this is it. I guess there's like a big battle or something. I need you yeah. guys to come and help us meet us at these coordinates. So it's, it, you can kind of say, all right, it kind of links with the movie. This is what he was doing yeah. while but, the good guys were starting the you, battle. But you could also substitute that clip 
for like if they added in all the other random planets, yeah. he, you, that that message could be thrown in randomly and it would still fit with all of them. Right. Again, the the only reason you're seeing him now is because the the ride is in this mode. It's in the, it's in a Rise of Skywalker mode, so it it, it you're not going to see any variations on it right now. Yeah. So we jump uh, into hyperspace once again, and the new location is Exegol. Exegol. You're not on the surface. You're on the like the atmosphere, and you're right in the middle of the uh, star destroyers and the X-wings and the Tie fighters and everybody having yeah, their huge and battle. Yeah, Tie dagger crashes into you and gets stuck. Yeah, that's kind of like, starts dragging. Yeah, you, that's kind of weird. It, we yeah. never. I've never. I don't remember ever seeing anything like this before for Star Tours. The only thing I can remember is that comes maybe a little close to is when uh, in Kashyyyk where the Wookiee gets stuck to the windshield and he's kind of like screaming at you yeah. and then he kind of falls out of the windshield yeah but this is this like is it's, a, it's like pulling you though like right it's, yeah. it's 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 throwing you out of your own orbit and stuff so that's kind of neat yeah uh and uh yeah there's a lot of uh space fighting kind yeah, of stuff and you, you which kind is, of yeah and then you, you basically you start teaming up with some x-wings and you get caught like in like a dog fight with the x-wings and tie fighters and then you do hear other pilots talking, yeah. but you don't really see them. Yeah. You do get R2 coming back every now and then, like he did earlier in yeah. the in the ride. And then R2 manages to shoot two ties at the same time, which is pretty cool. And then it uh, crashes into the uh, the star destroyer, one of the star destroyer bridges. Right, and then you get the uh, the I guess the instructions. Uh, somebody says over the intercom, "Oh, we have to blow up the uh, yeah. the guns," which is again, yeah. this is part of and the storyline. And then story there's, uh, there's a B wings and Y wings. Yeah, you get to see up, yeah. you get to see those two. And then they're all taking out the laser turret on the bottom of the ship, which and then all of a sudden all the other ships start getting destroyed. Now, granted, uh, it, with Star Tours, it's always going to be a little sillier or a little less credible than than the films now granted the, yeah. the film itself i had major issues with with this even this sequence but here they go even more in terms of you know the the star tour ship just you know two three shots boom the whole uh star destroyer kind of like collapses and starts falling apart completely which okay it's part of the right it makes sense this one is a little reminiscent this this sequence i think the closest thing i would say is is um the battle of coruscant you know that sequence in in Star well, Tours. Well, no, Coruscant. The Coruscant. They don't. Sh they barely shoot anything. No, but it's it's a, it's a space well, battle. Well, it starts, it starts out with with the right. with those, but it, it only la it only lasts like a couple seconds, and then the rest of it is just then flying. Then they go the down city. to the. I would say this is more like crate because it ends with you shooting something, and then it takes like three shots, and then it's done. Plus, it's a little bit of uh, I forget which sequence it is that we we where we or maybe it was the old Star Tours where we were at the Death Star. The second Death Star when we were flying. Through. I I, I barely remember that. The might have second. been the original. Ride. I, the only thing I remember from the original or the the remake of the original was the uh, the um, the ice uh, meteor, <laughs> and that was it. That's all wow, I remember. That's that's uh, yeah. It's hard to remember how many um, different versions of this thing and how many times it's been updated. But yeah, that's that's the, the you know again you get a, a major battle a ba a major space battle which is something that. You know, it's it's good, I guess, and you need something to it because I couldn't yeah. really imagine wh what else from from Rise of Skywalker could they have used. They, they really couldn't really use anything else, like space battle. -wise. Space battle is space battle. Yeah. They, they could have now. They what they could have done is some of that hyperspace jump 
internal jumps. Yeah. But they didn't. They didn't yeah, mess they didn't with that at that. all, which it's a, that's a that, little That would have been, yeah, they could have used that, but I I think Exegol was is my favorite planet now between really? that between that and Genosis. Yeah. Mm. Well, one final thing that they did change here and and I'm not sure how much they can integrate this with other parts once they start mixing it up is that currently what what's been happening is again because we have galaxy's edge most of these sequences you know from the original trilogy or the prequels they would end with the the ship returning to batu and landing in in black spire outpost i guess yeah that's gone now in this but instead you're returning to the original location of where the ship took off from mm-hmm. which is very reminiscent of of the old star tours uh, as a matter and, and what's what's happening is you're kind of like almost crash landing into the docking bay of of whatever floating space uh hangar this is and yeah. you you knock over a droid which i remember you do knock him over uh, maybe is in one of the prequel trilogy. Uh, yeah, in the, in that destinations. Boo, you knock him over, but also in the yeah. There's yeah. There's there's some. Tra- oh, in the Coruscant. 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 You land you in Coruscant. Coruscant. Yeah. Over, yeah. And then you you kind of crash land there, and in the distance you see what looks like a, a rebel blockade runner that's being yeah. uh, refitted, and then you have a whole bunch of pit droids doing stupid pit droid stuff, and then you have Rex, the the original droid. That was the one of the uh, I don't remember if he was the original, but one of the original droids of Star Tours saying, "Hey, finally you're back." Oh no, that that wasn't the original one. It was the newer one. The second one. Then. The second. The original was the, the one that Herman the one, one that you the one that you see in the in the the, the uh, videos the, and while you're waiting. Okay, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Because yeah, again, they they updated this thing. So yeah, this anyway, is the one that has legs. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. So this is the um, the new ending to this whole thing. Which again, it's 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 interesting. Yeah, you know, it's, it kind it's of like different. really wraps everything up more. Right, as if it was like a whole story. But what's what's weird is that again, once you start combining these, which maybe in a month from now, it's when they're going to start combining them. I don't know if they can use this ending. To well, end everything. They can only use that ending whenever they have Exegol. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the weird part. So they're going to have to recombine this, you know, try to figure out some kind of combination of how to do it. A couple of interesting little facts that I was looking around for. Uh, John Williams apparently did the music for this whole sequence, uh, which I'm not sure if he had done it in the past, but it's apparently something that he was able to do while working or right before working on Rise of Skywalker. There is word that once they do start mixing it up again, when we go back to Jakku, when we start seeing Jakku again, mm-hmm. there's going to be a new side panel of Ray talking to you, uh, which I think originally they had Finn talking to you. Really? They're going to change that? Apparently, they're going to change it because Daisy Ridley recorded some new lines while filming uh, Rise of Skywalker for the Star Tours ride. Oh, so that's 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 a, a neat little thing, I guess. You know, for Jakku though, for Jakku because that's her home planet. Huh. and wasn't she? Because she's the flying ship? the Falcon. She's flying yeah. the Falcon, that's, and then and then Finn is in the turret. But I guess I okay. guess at some point I don't know if they're going to remove Finn or maybe they're going to put her somewhere else. I'm not sure. But hmm. uh, that's weird. So yeah, that was uh, that was the ride. It's it was good. We we were able to do it twice. Uh, the first time that little side monitor that you saw R two had a problem and you couldn't see anything and then the second time we did see R2 and we saw all the stuff that he needed to do. Mm -hmm. Two more quick things about this trip. We were able to go to 
launch bay, we weren't sure if anything had changed because I hadn't seen anything on Facebook. But guess what? It did. They finally put props and models and stuff from Rise of Skywalker. So I was able to take a whole bunch of cool pictures of all these different cool props. Again, you know, it's kind of like Last Jedi. I'm not not the biggest fan, but I love seeing all those props. I'm not entirely sure if that stuff is original or reproduced or... Yeah. Or I remember, of, like some of it was like, like, like at least when they had the other movies. And, and, I remember and they would seeing, put a sign that would say that. Yeah, say, but I, I don't think they did that this time. Yeah, so it's hard to. I mean, it looks fantastic. The stuff looked great. The the, the yeah. weapons and the costumes and all that stuff. So uh, that's good. I'm not sure if they updated the movie yet. The the launch bay movie. Oh yeah, they might have done that. It's possible they, because last time they, we saw that movie, they barely even touch resistance. Yeah, it was kind of like coming soon. So that, yeah, they that were. Movies already like they two were years on old. the last Jedi. No, actually, they, they, well, they were talking about the last Jedi. The last Jedi, and no, solo. no, solo. It was solo. They had a lot of solo. Oh yeah, stuff. solo. Because solo so came after yeah. that. That's kind of old already. So I'm yeah, sure it's like a year and a half. I old. have a feeling they they any second now we're probably going to see an update to that. Yeah. Uh, the second the the other thing I want to mention was like, as I started earlier a conversation was that we were there also primarily to 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 give uh, Rise of the Resistance one more shot, and we did the same thing we did before. We went super insanely early. Now, here's what's ironic. We went just as early. We arrived, I don't know, maybe around 5.40, 5.45 in the morning, just as early as we did the previous two times. We were actually closer to the entrance of the park than before. The park opened at, uh, they let us in, I think, around 6.30-ish. Uh, it was like 6.15, I think, actually. Something like that. And then at 7 a.m. is when they started allowing everybody to go on their phones and book their um, virtual passes. First time we did this, we got like a group, I don't know, I think it was 27. Yeah, I mentioned, I have their accurate, the actual numbers. You know, if you listen to the show half hour before this. A second time we were like 46. Yeah. This time we were 107. Yeah. We couldn't believe it. It was like, oh my God. We didn't get on the ride till like six o'clock. We, oh my God, it couldn't. Normally it, it was like what oh. was it like it was like ten o'clock for you guys. The first time it was ten o'clock. The second time it was like around ten or eleven, 11 or something. Eleven thirty. Yeah. This time it was around six o'clock. By the time we were inside we, the queue, we stopped. We went to we jumped over to Epcot for a little bit to eat lunch and walk we were, around. Yeah, and I we mean originally back. we were like this isn't gonna go. And what happened was as it happened the first time, there were some periods where the ride did break down, so things slowed down even more. Yeah. So. What's crazy about this is that it kind of proves our theory of how random it is. You know, once you get in and start trying to get those tickets, we were all getting the tickets at the same exact time. One day we were in the 40s, the next day we were in the 100s. So that's how insanely random it is. However, my my wife, Kim, has a theory that, again, I don't know if it's true, but her theory is that, well, maybe they can, you know, through the algorithms of everybody's bands they can tell or the people that are actually logging in you know with, through their phones they can tell who's been there before so maybe they give priority to people who haven't been there before or as often so if you're a repeat customer to this ride they might purposely push you to a later time as opposed to somebody who's been there for the first time because ironically yeah the first time we were there we were in the 20s the second time 
we had our kids with us, so they were there for the first time, and we got into the 40s. This time, we were all repeat customers, and we got into the uh, 107th <laughs> one. Uh, so she could be right, she could be wrong. Who the hell knows? I don't know. Someday somebody, I guess, will figure it That's out. Disney's magic algorithms, yeah. Who, who knows? knows? I mean, if we go... Uh, but we kind of figured, okay, you know what? We've all done them enough times already. You know, it's not something new anymore. We're going to now wait until things kind of slow down a little bit or if it just becomes a ride that you can just get online and wait your turn. Yeah. Because this four in the morning, I mean, it was yeah, like... I, after today, after today, honestly, I would, <laughs> I would sit on a three, four hour line in a heartbeat, honestly. As opposed to going at waking up at four in the morning and driving an hour, yes, and, yes, and twenty minutes, and and then standing in in forty degree weather, <laughs> waiting yeah. for the sun to come was, up and warm this us was up. Probably the most chaotic and right. and trialing uh, experience of Disney but World. Here's the thing: we we did it. We got to do it, and we also got Star Tours, which we were shooting for, and yeah. the bonus was we got to see the props that we were hoping that some you know, that some new props would be uh, on display. So yeah. that's it. We will come back to this topic sometime when, when things get updated or things change in the park and that sort of thing. Uh, so uh, thanks, everybody. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's show. We did Rise of the Resistance, we did Star Tours, hopefully, you know, even though technically the improvements or the unveiling of new material for anything Star Wars related in Hollywood Studios, Galaxy's Edge, or even that whole area, you know, surrounding, because Star Tours is really technically outside Galaxy's Edge, this might be it as far as upgrades. Even though, you know, I've been hearing some interviews alluding to the fact that this is an, an evolving kind of land that they will make, I assume, would be updates and improvements here or there. I don't know if they have any plans on making any major additions to it. Uh, one of the things I, I think it could use is a um, kind of like an upscale sit-down kind of restaurant Star Wars themed, of course. There are a couple of kind of uh, serve yourself and sit down. Uh, there's one place you can kind of order and then take the, the the meal to a table yourself. And then there's a you know a fast foody kind of place, uh, the Ronto Wrap place, which we talked about a couple of episodes ago. But there is no real sit down and order from a waiter kind of uh, restaurant in, in Galaxy's Edge. I think it could use something like that. And obviously, you know, with me, you know, the more rides, the better. Technically, there's two rides and a whole bunch of shops. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I could go for some more stuff. I know we talked about this in the past with uh, especially my son, that if um, it would be kind of neat if they could, they could combine Galaxy's Edge with Star Tours. Maybe connect those two through the, the Muppet Land area. That area could be moved somewhere else move it to like the kitty side or maybe even remove it. I don't know how popular the Muppet that Muppet movie really is because that's the only real attraction that's there that's separating Star Tours from Galaxy's Edge. So I would say take everything from Launch Bay and move it, simply move it into that area. You could have the, the Muppet Theater, which is already built, converted to a Star Wars theater where they could either show the movie that they show in Launch Bay or do something completely different in there. You have a huge restaurant 
Rizzo's and there, there's an Italian Mama Melrose, I think, or something like that. There's two, you know, properties there, huge properties that could at least be one of them turned into a, uh, a restaurant. And then the other one could be another attraction or another store. You know, take, for example, uh, the Tatooine Traders and make it into a bigger store and have people exit through there, through through the, uh, the pizza uh, restaurant. So, again, you know, just another opinion. I know. I know what opinions are like. That's a possibility. And then you move, like I said, you move uh, Muppets to the kitty area, give them Launch Bay, that area there, where you already have a kitty kind of scenario. You have a, some kind of TV animated children's thing on one side and a big children's animated store on the other side. And Launch Bay is right in the middle. So that would be a, an interesting, as far as I'm concerned, place, you know, to be able to swap those two things out. And then you can then grow and connect. More importantly, connect Star Tours to Galaxy's Edge because it wouldn't, I don't think anybody would want to move Star Tours over. You know, that thing's already there. It's it's a matter of connecting. They don't want to rebuild that whole thing somewhere else. So I think it could be done, but hey, we'll see. Who knows? In the meantime, we'll all enjoy what we have. As we mentioned before, Star Tours right now is in these, this mode of Rise of Skywalker. And I, I assume in a month or two, it will probably go back to the, uh, you know, combined, uh, you know, go one side, you get this, you go this side, you get that. Either original prequels or new sequel side, you know, they'll have to figure out the combinations and all that stuff. So thank you, everybody, for listening. On behalf of everybody who participated, thanks to my family who helped me review these things uh, this time around. And we will see you guys soon here at GeekFest Rants. Bye-bye, everybody. I hope that when people come to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and they experience it for the first time, that this place they're walking through and the characters they're seeing and the beasts and aliens and droids puts them in a position where they give themselves over to the moment, to the story, and play with us in the world of Star Wars. It will be jaw-dropping and incredibly emotional to walk into the land for the first time. To actually be standing there amongst the buildings, amongst the ships, and have this feeling that it is all real, that has been brought to life, and it is right there in front of you, it's overwhelming. on Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run puts you straight in that cockpit right behind the controls. Whether you're one of the pilots, the gunners, or flight engineers that are keeping the ship operating, it is going to be an intense, super fun experience on the fastest ship in the galaxy. I think any great story has tension and conflict, and it's not Star Wars without the war. So it was absolutely fundamental that the story of the land actually finds the guest between the Resistance and the First Order. One of the experiences that I'm sure every visitor to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is gonna love is the most epic attraction we've ever built, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. This attraction invites you to be a recruit of the Resistance to stand up against the First Order, and you even come face-to-face -face with Kylo Ren. You make it through that, you get back to the planet, you are going to be a hero of the Resistance and celebrated throughout the land. It's exciting to think about this as only the beginning and to think about how this land will be living and breathing and evolving. There's nothing actually more meaningful and more special than to provide a place for people to experience Star Wars with their family for decades to come.
If you would like to subscribe to our show, send us messages, or see video links to some of the topics we talked about today, please visit our homepage at geekfestrants.com or our YouTube channel, Facebook page, or iTunes at Geekfest Rants. I don't know what we're yelling about! Geekfest Rants is produced by Carlos Perone, copyright 2020. This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. <laughs>